I always had this passion of seeing the other side of the fence, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what brought me here. And what I saw, I loved. So I stayed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Capital in Conversation, AMP Capital's internal podcast, helping you get to know the people behind the job titles. My name is India Robert Smiley, and I'm an employee experience communications consultant here at AMP Capital. For this week's episode, I sat down with Dawn Charangat, AMP Capital's new head of tech delivery for public markets. Dawn joined AMP Capital only a month ago, but has hit the ground running. We spoke about his childhood growing up in India the differences between India's and Australia's tech industries, the best piece of advice his father ever gave him, and his other important role in caretaking a species of fish originally from Africa's Lake Malawi. Here's Dawn. Well, hello Dawn, and thank you very much for joining me on Capital in Conversation. Thank you, India. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna start off with our very first question. And that is, are you a coffee or a tea drinker? And how do you have it? Oh, coffee, coffee, any time of the day. Um, long black. Long black, okay. Yep. I'm interested to know about your childhood. Whereabouts in the world did you grow up? Um, originally from India, um, mm -hmm. from the southern tip of India, uh, a little gem of a place called Kerala. We are much more closer to Sri Lanka than to the rest of India, to be honest. And uh, the culture, uh, the food habits, everything, it's quite similar to what Sri Lanka has than from, from the rest of India. So yeah, that's where I am from. And I've spent my life studying in various parts of India. Um, came to Australia 2010, 10 years ago. And since then, uh, since then I've been calling Australia my home. So yeah. Fantastic. What was your childhood like in India? Um, yeah, my in India, you, normally you, you've got joint families. So I had I had a rather big family, though my dad had to work. He he was a captain in the merchant navy ship, so I get wow. got to see my dad only once every six months, kind of thing, because of the work that he was doing. But um, but that apart, it was very fun childhood. Got a lot of cousins, um, big family, big Indian family, and you know, any, anything is not short of fifty people, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah. um, did you grow up in a big city in India or was it sort of a country it's area? A, it's a country kind of an area, um, mm -hmm. but we had a big air base next to where we lived. So, okay. so that brought in a lot of population in and out, but in general that was a smaller, um, smaller city, not even a city really, a smaller village. Mm -hmm. Do you go back to India much at all to visit your family? I do. I try to do once in a year. Uh, COVID kind of threw my plans out of the window this year, but normally otherwise, yes, once in a year. What brought you to Australia 10 years ago? Um, job, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like the way the, I mean, um, being in IT, the one, one good thing that you have is that you, you know, tend to work for companies which are overseas, but at the same time, you're sitting inside a building, you're trying to do what you think the other side of the world is doing. <laughs> yeah. So everything is given to you in documents saying that this is what I want you to do, but I don't exactly know how my consumer or my customer is consuming my product. Mm -hmm. So I always had this passion of seeing the other side of the fence, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what brought me here. And what I saw, I loved. So I stayed. 
Right, so it must be nice exactly in Australia to see how the technology lands and how people are actually using it. And it's, yeah, it's the human utilized. element of technology was really good to know. Um, yeah. How technology is being consumed and how, you know, how quickly the feedback comes back so that we can act upon it. Mm-hmm. That constant feedback loop was something which was missing for me when I was back in India. Yeah. Uh, but over here, I can see the right next day how my my consumer is consuming it. So that, mm. that's quite an eye opener. Um, was it a big decision for you to move from India to Australia? Were you thinking about it for a while or did you just sort of, was it an impulsive decision? Um, Indian families, big joint families, if you have to move from one city to another, you have to get permission from a lot of people. So moving to a different country, a different continent, uh, yeah, it was quite an explosive kind of a decision, but then my parents supported it fully. Uh Supported it fully. Uh, The fact that my dad was uh, a seafarer who Mm -hmm. went all over the world kind of worked in my favor. Um, So yeah, so that's the reason why uh, I was here. Have your parents or anyone in your family um, come and visited you since you've been in Australia? They anyone have, they have. Out? Yeah, my dad first came to Australia back in 1980s. So oh, wow. he already knew the place. And when he came very recently uh, at my daughter's birth time, he saw the difference between what, what was there in the 80s versus what's right right now. And wow. He couldn't recognize the place. So it must yeah. be crazy. Do you have a, your, your children in Australia? I do. I've got an 11-year-old son. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, it's his birthday today. So he just oh. turned 11 today. And I've got a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Wow. So they were both born here? No, my son was six months old when we came here. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. What an interesting story you have. Wow. Um, so in a few sentences, can you tell me a little bit about your current role at AMP Capital um, and what your what sort of are the key things that you're responsible um, in delivering? Yeah, absolutely. So my title says Head of Technology for Public Markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what I do is that I lead uh, the engineering group responsible for building and supporting uh, the technology systems that that run public markets. Um, so that means that's all of the trading systems, reporting systems, data warehouses, what, and, and whatsoever. So that's basically what my team and I do. Mm-hmm. And we are responsible for delivering that technology expertise. I, I, I tend to call it as engineering team rather than technology team because IT has uh, a bad name in, in different <laughs> fields. So people, I tend to identify IT as completely different things. So mm-hmm. I like to call them as engineering team because that's the kind of expertise we are bringing to the table. Got it. So how big is the team? How many people um, sit beneath you? I've got 52 people in my team. Um, So that's all. It's a cross-functional team. So I've got developers, I've got testers, um, business analysts, architects, project managers, everyone together. So um, it's not cross-functional yet. When I say cross-functional, the team is self-sufficient in delivering everything. So it's not quite cross-functional yet, but that's basically Mm -hmm. where we are heading to. Okay, so you sit within the tech team, right. but then sort of you liaise with public markets. So you um, are working with the teams within public markets to ensure that the tech um, that you're delivering is sort of working in the way that you hope it is? That is correct. So the business teams in public markets, you've got, I've got six different stakeholder groups within public okay. markets, each of them having their own different responsibilities but they all tend to use the same technology platform. So my job is to make sure that that particular platform is available and ready to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, if any of 
any of the business units require an enhancement on the platform to do an extra bit of work, then I facilitate that. You're their man. Okay. Uh, I Got hope it. to be, yes. <laughs> Try to be. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, so you've only joined us a month ago. How has it been? How are you finding the role so far? And particularly, how's it been um, in this crazy time of COVID where everyone's sort of half at home and half in the office? So it's quite interesting because um, I told you about my stint in Telstra. Yeah, I had a really big team, much bigger than what I have right now. And uh, my team was spread across Australia, Manila, China, uh, Manila and Philippines, uh, Xi'an yeah. in China and in India. So I'm quite used to working with people where I see them only on a television screen. So, okay. so that was all right for me. The only problem that I had was that I'm more of a visual person. So whenever I try to explain something, I just get up, I draw something on the board. Yeah. That, that, that kind of gives me a little bit more comfort even in what I say. Like I yeah. tend to understand something better as well if like someone draws something on the board for me. So um, that's the only thing that I'm missing. Otherwise, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, got a few questions based on your work style. What yeah. is something that you don't have patience for at work? Ah, uh, I'll try to answer that without shooting myself in the foot. Um, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm quite passionate about what I do and and I, I tend to push a little harder, not not getting on anyone's um, negative side or anything, but I but I would like to get things done. So mm -hmm. red tape and and that that bureaucracy is something which I dislike. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. But then one of the good things about me is that I try to overcome that by, you know, finding novel ways to overcome that because one of the things that my dad has told me when I was when I was just getting into my job is that nobody comes to the office thinking that I, I have to make somebody else's life difficult today. It's True. just that they have a different point of view. It's just that the moment, the quickest, quicker you understand what that point of view, you overcome that bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do. That's a really great way of looking at it. Yeah. Exactly right. Because sometimes you can think, oh, this person is sort of just, uh, or this team or the, this rule is just there to sort of hold me back. But exactly, no one wants that to be part of their role or no one wants that as a rule is to hold someone back. So if you can understand someone else's perspective, um, that would help. Very wise words from your father. Um, what part of your work most fulfills you? The people side of things. Um, because again, like I said, I came to Australia for that people factor. Uh, the human side of technology, which I was missing. So that's basically what I'm looking to. I want to work very closely with the people that I am responsible for in terms of delivering uh, the technology side of things. And I understand, uh, I really want to understand what they want rather than what they say they want. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference in there. Uh, and that's basically what I like doing. Yeah, awesome. Do you um, were, I mean, just touching on what you said before about the sort of bureaucracy and trying to get things moving at quite a pace, do you adopt within your team like an agile way of working? We do, but everyone has a different definition of agile. That's uh, true. And it's been diluted a lot. So uh, yeah. the agile that I believe is, you know, things will constantly change, but at the same time, it's all about value delivery. Mm -hmm your whole job is dependent upon value delivery. I mean, that's the only reason why why we are in this company. So the moment you have a task that's been allocated to you, the moment you complete it, you deliver it. You don't keep it with you. And that's basically the kind of agile that I'm looking for. 
Awesome. Now, I imagine um, with 52 people in your team, it's quite a high pressure job. What do you do to de-stress outside of work? Um, I don't know. I My family is a good de-stressor. Um, <laughs> my, my little daughter, she is the best medicine that I've got for de-stressing. Um, I do a little bit of gardening. I love gardening. I, I keep fish. Uh, I've always kept fish. So ever since I was a, a small little boy when I was in India. So that's something which I do a lot. So there, you have fish in your home? I do. I've got eight tanks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm I'm part of a group uh, in Australia where we take care of a certain species of fish. Um, there's a lake in Africa called Lake Malawi. Uh-huh. So they've got a species of fish over there, which is not available anywhere else in the world. It's in the wild. That's the only place that they have. So we uh, we are kind of the caretakers of that in Australia. So we maintain that species. Uh, they are beautiful looking fish, but yeah. What so what like describe the fish to me? Are they big fish or small fish or tropical kind of fish? Tropical brackish water, so half salty water. Okay. Um, and uh, they grow to half a meter. Some of them. What? Half yeah, a meter? Smaller, smaller ones grow to 8 to 10 centimeters. The larger ones grow all the way to half a meter, 50 centimeters, that is. Um, very playful. Like you can train them as if you train your <laughs> dog. So when I, I normally, when, whenever I'm on the phone at home, I, I tend to walk and talk. Uh-huh. That's, that's a habit that I picked up from, I don't know from whom, but I, I always do that. And mm-hmm. when I walk in front of my tank, the fish follow me. So really? Yeah, so they don't do that. <laughs> so are the fish... And they do it only for me, by the way. If my wife does that, they don't. So really? they can be trained. <laughs> You're the master of the fish. Are they? How big are the tanks? Are they sort of on the floor uh, up to I right to your head? Or? No, so six foot. Um, six foot. 180 centimetres. Yeah. What do the fish eat? Just like standard fish food or something else? Um, Anything. I normally feed them shrimp sometimes. Our wow. fish. Yeah. And so is there, as caretakers, is there a group of you in Australia that all keep them? That's right. We keep separate species. So they've got uh, over 1,100 species in that lake. But those species are available only in that lake in the wild. That's the thing. So so we kind of uh, share the load. We each keep a different set of fish. And Australia doesn't allow importing of all of those fishes. We only have a very limited set of species available in this country. Mm-hmm. So um, we each keep like five or six species and we take care of them. I am. Wow. I would love to see a photo of these eight tanks in your home. Um, OK, I'm going to wrap up the conversation yeah. with a couple of quick fire questions for you. Yeah. What is a piece of advice that you'd give your younger self? Uh, get out and meet more people. <laughs> Inside work or in a work setting or um, outside of work? Any, any, get out and meet more people. I was more of uh, a nerd when I was growing up, so I wish I weren't. (laughs) Were you shy talking to new people? Yes, I was. I've changed a lot. I was going to say, you don't seem very shy anymore. Yeah. It's it's very, very good advice. Now, I'm going to ask one final question to you, Dawn, and that is, what does success look like to you? My success in this particular role is to be making everything as business as usual. So 
we do really stressful amount of work. We do releases, we do a lot of application testing and everything. And everything at the moment is treated as <clears throat> big achievements or big milestones. Like you do a release, it should be as if you're just doing a part of a job. It's not like you've achieved something. I mean, of course, it's good to feel good about something that you've achieved. But for me, success is to make everything boring. I don't want anything to be like, OK, I've done something really big today. No, it should be part of your day to day job. So the moment you feel complacent in what you do, that means you've achieved something and then it's time to move on to the next um, really hard task. What about um, success in, in life in general, sort of like not in a work context? I think be happy at the end of the day. I think <clears throat> really be happy because uh, some of the days you come back from work, you feel what have I done for the day, but then see the smiling face of my daughter. I'm happy. I've done something. That's beautiful. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. Dawn, thank you so very much um, for joining me for a virtual cup of coffee. Um, in your first month, I can imagine you're busy and still finding your feet and meeting, meeting the broader team. So thanks for making the time for me. It was so awesome to hear about your childhood in India and sort of what brought you here to AMP Capital. Um, and I absolutely can't wait to see what you do with the team, what you do with the role. So thank you. And I hope that we can bump into each other in the office and we're both in. Same here. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Cool. Thanks, Don.